Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with a uh, revved up Drew Dinsick. Drew, I went to bed at three-quarter time of Lakers Warriors and uh, woken up to find uh, what I missed. And uh, I, for one, welcome our new Lonnie Walker overlords. Uh, that was a ridiculous <laughs> outcome. I thought that game was completely done. Uh, we're going to talk about that and the NBA in general, then close out with a little sneak peek at some NFL awards. So let's bring in today's guest, Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet. Ken also has uh, a sub stack that we'll get you to plug at the end, Ken. Uh, very good read for anyone who's interested in just betting in general. But Ken, first of all, what did you make of last night's games? And are you ready for uh, Heat Lakers Redux? Oh, man. It feel, feels like we're getting that bubble. I couldn't tell if we were going to get the last year final rematch or the bubble rematch. I couldn't tell. Like a couple of weeks ago, I couldn't tell which one it was going to be. Is it going to be Warriors Celtics again or is it going to be Lakers Heat? It was crazy, too. The four, the finalists that bubble season, I think a lot of people have pointed this out are the same finalists that we got that we got this time in the conference finals, like like likely uh, in terms of what we're going to get. And just like, I, that's, I guess the bubble season was more meaningful. I uh, I didn't bet the game very much. I had the under whale. Whale kind of talked me into the under. I in, going into the series, I was like, oh, every other day when we get late in the series, I should be like banging unders in the series because like the rest is brutal. Whale's a big rest guy, so he kind of he like knocked some sense into me when he came <laughs> on the show yesterday. I think we all ended up betting the under. I had the Lakers for a little bit also at two and a half, like a very lucky win, honestly. And I can't believe Curry missed both shots, but he did, and uh, and so that was pretty good. I, I probably unders the rest of the series, but I actually don't. I'm still not sure until Golden State's like dead, dead, dead. I'm not sure they're dead. So, like, once they're eliminated, I'll believe it. But uh, still, think a lot of things are possible in that series. Yeah, and I mean, I yeah, I I unlike Jay stayed up for the fourth quarter because I was very concerned we were going to overtime. In which case, I would have thrown a, a glass at my television and uh, be out shopping for a new television today. Um, but yeah, the under was sweet. The alt unders coming home was good, uh, and the Lakers win was wild. Uh, two series in a row game four which was the pivotal game they managed to come away with wins in just how in the world did they do that fashion uh and sometimes you need a little bit of luck if you're gonna go on a championship run and uh right now you know if the lakers can close this out in five which i don't believe but but more likely in six then they could even have a rest advantage over uh, a nuggets team that looks like they may be going the distance all of a sudden so um still a long way away from uh ruling whoever comes out of this series out of the out of the uh mix for the finals but um, uh, is uh, is your confidence in the Warriors at all tied to you? You think Steph Curry is the best player in this series? 
I mean, I, I, I do think he's the best player in the series. Like, we'll work the problem in reverse. I don't, I don't think this is like some hot take. I think it's like a fun argument. Like, Davis is really good, and LeBron's really good, and Curry's really good. And at this exact moment, Curry is probably the best player in the series, just because of where everyone is in their careers. Um, I think the the belief in the Warriors too is just tied to like a not a not belief in the Lakers. I I don't know about you guys. Like, I I was pretty skeptical of Darvin Ham coming into the series, not that it had to go badly, not that it was going to be like JB Bickerstaff or something against the Knicks, but that I just like, is he, is it, are they ready for this? Like, is he going to be able to make adjustments that are good? And, you know, I'm not like the guy who's going to watch the film and be like, look at all these intricate things that they're doing, but even just like the decision to ride Lonnie Walker and not reinsert D'Angelo Russell, who, you know, there are some coaches who might have like loyalty to players who start the game, whatever, even if that was like a really, really small thing. And it, maybe it seems obvious, you know, is JB Bickerstaff putting D'Angelo Russell back in the game? Is Tibbs putting D'Angelo Russell back in the game? Like just is Joe Missoula putting D'Angelo Russell back in the game? Like these are just the kind of things where you go like, well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And they did that. And uh, and so I kind of I don't know if he's winning me over necessarily, but I just the Warriors are I mean, I'm not I'm not going to tell you guys anything you don't already know, uh, like the most resilient, accomplished group of basketball players of the last 20 years. Basically, it's like them yeah. and the Spurs and whatever team LeBron plays for. And so until they're just out, I'm going to always kind of think that they're not going to be out. And we're and we're every other day again, like we're still every other day. So, like, who does that hurt more? Maybe the Lakers have better role players like Reeves was really good yesterday and Lonnie Walker was really good yesterday. Maybe that's that ends up being the difference because of like the fatigue that will impact the star players or maybe Curry's the best conditioned athlete of all time. And LeBron and Davis are both really old and injury prone and somebody steps the wrong way tomorrow night. And this whole thing pivots really fast. So I just until they're out, I I, I would never feel this way about most teams down three one until they're out. I'm always going to kind of believe they they have a chance. Yeah, I think a reckoning is coming for the Lakers. Uh, oh, whether boy. that this a round, reckoning, Jay, a reckoning, yeah, a reckoning which yeah, yeah it's a, a proper reckoning. It's going to be wow. religious, it's going to be biblical, it's going to hurt. Yeah, uh, Lonnie Walker. The floor. Uh, look, I, I have a big ticket on the Lakers at twenty to one to win the title, which was placed at an ill-advised time. It wasn't a good bet at the time. It's just gotten fortunate to be in this spot now. But I just don't believe in this team at all. Watching them last night, I still don't understand how they won the game. I watched back the fourth quarter this morning. Mm-hmm. It's the Warriors missing open layups and threes, and Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves hitting contested mid-range twos, yeah. and they just won the game. I think the Warriors are clearly the most the, the better team. And with the Lakers, I think the the thing with the Lakers is that LeBron James has settled into being like the 14th best player in the league or something at this point. Like, I don't think the difference between LeBron and, say, I don't know, Paul George is like that significant. I think LeBron is better, but I don't think it's that significant. And it just, it all turns on Davis being the best player in the league, which he can be on a given night. Like his game three was the best 25 point performance I've ever seen from anyone. I think he just wrecked that game by himself. But look, they're at the point now where they just need to win one of three. So presumably they will get through this series, but I think they're going to be a pretty significant, well, they're going to be an underdog to the Nuggets or the Suns. And then I would think they would be an underdog to the Celtics or the Sixers. And I don't think they would be a significant favorite over the Heat because the Heat would have home court in that series. So (laughs) I don't believe in the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jay, as soon as you start believing in them, you say so, and I will jump off aggressively. That'll be the sign. (laughs) That'll be the sign. Jay, Um, let let me ask you a question. Question, Jay, real quick. And Whale, you can answer this too, obviously, too. Yeah, just because Jay was just talking about the how he kind of sees things playing out. Can you remember getting this late 
and being like, I got, I have no idea. Maybe you have a really strong opinion on who you just, who is going to win the title. Like market is hard Celtics. Like they are very likely to win. Now part of that's just the projected path. Not even that they're like that great, but just two home games against Philly to go. Then it's Miami. Well, they will be a big favorite over who they played in the conference finals last year. Then who knows out of the West. I, I just look and I go, I, I'm definitely not confident in Boston. I don't know who's <laughs> going to win either Western Conference Series, so all four of them seem like they're in play. Philadelphia is bizarrely alive and like kind of makes sense, but they, you know, they still have James Harden and Embiid's hurt and everything. I mean, I just said six teams. I mean, basically, like, you know, it's, it's or, uh, seven teams. And yeah, I basically didn't say the Knicks. Like what? <laughs> what Knicks not, like I just, I mean, if you had to guess, like, are you picking the the market? If you just go by the prices, I'd say who wins the title? You'd be like, oh, Boston. Like Boston wins the title. Yeah. Do you feel I, that way? Like, would you, I, are you yeah, that confident I, as as the market is? The only two teams that I'm convinced are, are definitely good are the Celtics and the Nuggets. Uh, and I think the Suns obviously can can get good if they uh, get Chris Paul back. Um, seems like they've figured some things out with their rotation for this series at least, but not convinced the Lakers are that good. Not convinced the Warriors are that good necessarily either. The team that went 44 and 38 is looking like a team that went 44 and 38. I think the Heat are what the Heat are and they'll be a tough out, but they don't really have the ceiling and then the Sixers just kind of hinges on Joel's health, and I don't think they're as good as the Celtics or the Nuggets. So, no, I don't think there's a clear favorite. I wouldn't be shocked if the Sixers beat the Celtics, but I thought the Celtics, the level they got to defensively in the second half against Philly, that was the defense from last year when they were a historically good defense. Uh, and I think that just with their shooting and their offense, I think the Celtics are the best team probably pretty clearly, but they could absolutely lose to the Sixers, they could lose to the Heat. But what do you think, Drew? I've gone to head Celtics, and yeah. it's not – it doesn't feel great because they're getting outcoached <laughs> so regularly. Uh, and, you know, to the point about, you know, Darvin Ham, you're coming around on Darvin Ham, Ken. I, I guess – I mean, he's he's coaching based on vibes. Uh, yeah. Sometimes good that vibes, works. Though. Those uh, are good but vibes. I, you know, I, I I just say like the the distinguishing factor so far for the Lakers, it kind of has been very very quiet. And I I agree. It. You've gotten some singular performances out of Anthony Davis, where he's been the best player in the league. Yes, that's true. But I think even more than that, like LeBron's kind of on court, like you know, st- strategic advantage he's giving you, particularly in end of game has been very apparent. Um, you know, he had the, he had the book on uh, what the Warriors were going to try to do and all of the key kind of offensive sets that really decided that game last night. Like he had it already figured out. So, uh, you know, his kind of on court coaching, I think has gone a little bit under the radar. And, um, you know, I think the, the fact that uh, in general, the heat are playing as a cohesive unit and that they're kind of operating with one kind of vision and, uh, and nobody's making mistakes stakes like that's good coaching and uh in a in this muddy of a field where there's this little distinguishing teams the fact that coaching has mattered as much as it has to this point in the playoffs has been pretty amazing so uh with that said uh celtics uh take on the sixers tonight and um I got a little wild, got a little squirrely. I've played a oh little boy. bit of uh played played some alt spreads here with the Celtics. Yeah. Um that's not squirrely. Squirrely's like <laughs> Philadelphia money line. Philadelphia yeah, money no, line no, squirrely. No, yeah. No. I can't count me out on Embiid 
with the quick turnaround, being able to give you four quarters of solid defense. Uh, count me out on the Celtics not having better shooting from some of the role players, uh, particularly you know if they can get their three-point shot falling and if they can uh, in any way put the clamps on Harden early in this game and get him just out of kind of out of comfort, out of a, a, a playmaking ability, then I feel like the Celtics can run away with this one. Um, do you have a general sense of when series are tied to two game five? Are there any kind of historical context you can provide to why uh, a favorite may be a, a decent bet, even at a number like minus seven, seven and a half? I think it's kind of like how we got to two, two also. Right. And I think you also, you have to, and you know this obviously, but you got to consider just the team and, and kind of what their profile is like, what, mm-hmm. how do they tend to play? And some teams, I feel like that's just like a fool's errand to try to figure out. You try to solve like, what is, what does this team do? And it's like, actually they're pretty random and they don't really have anything, but they, <laughs> they kind of just show up sometimes they don't show up sometimes. It's like Anthony Davis. Like what is, what is each night going to bring? I have no idea. Might be the best player on the court might, mm-hmm. you know, take four shots. It just, it could be either one. And there doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason to whether it's going to be one or whether it's going to be the other, but for whatever reason, man, the Celtics seem to have this like really recognizable pattern and patterns are really dangerous in sports betting because they can be really random and there, there can be no explanation except this one, the Celtics talk about all the time. And they always say that like they, I, which I think you can blame coaching for this, but they always feel like they have to like refocus in certain situations and they like let games get away from them. And then after refocusing, they put on a performance, like kind of what Jay describes, maybe the second half of, of the last game, but also like game two, for example, of this series where they lose game one. And I think it's like the last two years now, granted this is with Udoka and with Missoula, but it stayed the same. So maybe it's the core group of players. Maybe it's randomness. Um, man, they're the nuts off of losses. Basically. <laughs> I mean, they just, the only two losses yeah. that they, the only two losses they've sustained after losing a game to the warriors in the finals last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, every playoff series, it's just like, all right, they let one get away. And then the defense shows up. I mean, this is game one, game two, it's the same handicap. So I don't know if that's worth, a reasonable sized bet at the same time. It's like, okay, I have that. And I have the Embiid fatigue that you described, which is that this is the third game in five days. And it's whatever it was, 38, 39 minutes, three days ago, four days ago, and 40 something in the overtime game. And just what, how, how can this go? Okay. Like how, how is this going to go? Okay. It's, it's basically going to have to be winning despite him. Probably. Would you be, here's a really stupid question, but I'm going to ask, would you be shocked if he didn't play? No. He's questionable, and he's always questionable. I wouldn't be at all. That's, like, predictive of what's going to happen. Yeah. I, that's a ton of mileage. Or maybe it's just he starts, but, like, if this gets out of 20, reach, 20, 25 minutes, yeah, 20, 25 minutes of play. Yeah. So yeah. Your alts are kind of the right way to play. Like, which, which way is this likely to be lopsided away from how the market has the game? I know everyone feels the same way about it, that it's like it's Boston, but I just I just agree with that. I think it just makes a lot of sense. Um, small bet on Boston, probably. They're also already a big favorite. I like your thought on the alts. Uh, I like betting and beat unders. I just, you know, I, that I just, I, I can't see really how this looks great after the last couple of games in the mileage. Yeah, the hardened fatigue element is a thing as well, where he's also dealing with the Achilles thing, which I think is still lingering and mm-hmm. certainly seemed to, I mean, he was just a different player in games two and three. Uh, in terms of the pattern stuff, I mean, in terms of series context, I've always largely thought that was overrated, but that's informing like the global market where uh, <laughs> the Suns were four-point favorites over the Nuggets in game three, yeah. and then game four was pick. Like, I just can't have that. I just can't have that. <laughs> you just, can't? 
two, get out that four, That's four points difference based on yeah. people guessing around motivation. Sure. Like I just can't. Four points is too much to me. Yeah, one one to two points maybe sure, but four points is a ton. And uh, but it does inform the market. Just uh, we'll get to Suns Nuggets in a sec. But uh, in saying everything we've said about the East, I think the best bet for the title right now. It's actually the Heat at 20 to 1 because I think yeah. you just map out the series by series prices. I think they'll be like, I mean, like minus 1,000 now, probably plus 400 in the Eastern Conference Finals and then plus 220 in the finals just the, because of the scope for the Lakers being there and the Heat having home court. And obviously, you'd have to upgrade their rating if they get out of the Eastern Conference Finals. So I think it should be more like 16 to 1 and it's 20 to 1. So that's worth a small bet for me. Uh, and you're better off just betting Butler finals MVP because he's about 100%. Of but their that's record. funny, Jay, because you're like, you were like the, when we talked about the teams that could win. So I believe you. I'm sure you're right about the pricing. Uh, but you were like, Five minutes ago, you said, I don't think the Heat can ever win, basically. They're like a tough out of it. So it's that really funny balance, right, of, okay, like you well, run your the numbers best bet. and it yeah, says like the probabilities are this, 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 and this. Yeah. But then you just kind of look and you go, yeah, but like really? I know. Really? I felt the same way about Milwaukee. I felt That's Milwaukee true. were 100% chance to win that series and they were 4-1. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, I think that the Heat – also, you have to project when you're projecting out series by series, like if they get to the finals – they're going to be a better team than you have right. in your head right now, right? Because they will have had to have beaten Boston or Philadelphia to get and there. Hero so. might be back. And they may have Hero. Right? Like yeah. a 0% chance that he can win the finals, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. it felt like a 0% plus, chance. Plus, they haven't play. deployed the secret weapon, Omer Yurtsevin, yet. They got him in the back pocket oh, yeah. for whenever you need NC to State really, yeah, really yeah. unlock the series, yeah. All right. Before we get to Suns Nuggets, a reminder to download the RotoWorld app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, Suns Nuggets, Suns Nuggets minus five and a half. Just continuing the random prices in this series. <laughs> uh, total is two twenty-seven and a half. Nikola Jokic is playing mercifully. Uh, right decision there, clearly. Uh, with this one, Ken, I want to get your thoughts because to me it seems just seems highly improbable that a series that could shape the the NBA champion is going to be decided by TJ Warren, Terrence Ross, and Landry Shamit. Uh, and the fact that Booker had to play at a 12 out of 10 level for them to eke out two wins at home 
makes me think like this one again feels like Nuggets by 20, but Booker and Durant obviously cannot be written off. So what's your read on this game? And to be fair, we didn't think Lakers Warriors would be decided by Lonnie Walker, you know, becoming otherworldly for an entire seven minute stretch. It feels like that's kind of been the postseason it's been, right? Like the the Mm -hmm. off the radar performances, even even like some of the stars, you know, like James Harden made the three. Steph Curry missed the shot. Like these are not things that we're accustomed to seeing for the last whatever, 10 years of what we know about the players. Uh, I the side of this game, I don't really have a strong opinion on. It strikes me as the kind of series where home court is like the most likely to hold because mm-hmm. the benches are so bad that the bench players seem like they can only play well at home because they're such bad players. And in other series, I think the yesterday I made the comparison, like Malcolm Brogdon is not a typical bench player. So like Malcolm Brogdon can go on the road and play well, but the types of bench players that these teams are employing are two of the worst benches in the league. So like on the road, they are very unlikely to play well as opposed to like seasoned good players. So with that in mind, like I think the nuggets are very likely to win. So does the market. Uh, I like the under in this game. And I think now that we're back on every other day, like, remember, we had a week off basically for Durant. That's one of the reasons I like the Suns in game three so much is Booker and Durant had five days to just like chill out and then be absolutely all in to try to win the game. And they still almost didn't cover. Uh, But that was like, I think, an advantage for them. And if we're going to be every other day, I don't know how the off. I know we had 253 in the last game. I don't know how this level of offense is sustainable running this back over and over and over again now. So I honestly think it might be unders the rest of this series because we're not taking any more breaks and we're traveling. Uh, I know that's like a pretty similar opinion to Lakers Warriors, but I think just the brutality of these NBA playoff games once now that every series is going to be on this track toward the end. Uh, I think you could see a lot of low scoring games. Yeah, that's a well said. And uh, I think you're only the only thing you may be sweating is, um, you know, once the Nuggets get to 127, sure. you just got to make sure the Suns stay under 100. Right. Um, Possibly. Could play and, Suns uh, team total under. If you're yeah, right. Suns team yeah. total under is a good one because you because you I think you nailed the handicap. Uh, Jay's countryman, Jock Landell. He's he's not he's not yeah, giving Saint you St. Mary's he's not, legend. St. Mary's yeah. legend. He's not giving you he's not giving you double digits tonight. Sorry. <laughs> Chuck Landell, TJ Warren, Terrence Ross. Uh yeah. I don't see these guys really delivering on the road in a hostile environment at altitude on short turnaround. So uh yeah, I think uh again laid the favorite here, laid the alts. Uh I went as high as minus nine and a half here because that was as decent a prices i could get on a big stake um and i think the nuggets take care of business pretty comfortably but under is a decent look as well um and uh i honestly think you can run it back in game six and play the suns (laughs) and you're gonna get basically the same handicap like uh, you know unless all of a sudden michael porter jr turns into uh you know an effective road shooter uh you know i don't know that the nuggets are going to be uh just some outstanding road team in this series so jay are you with us on nuggets tonight I am. I just, I think as someone who's heavily invested in the Nuggets to win the West, I think they may rue playing with their food in the first half of game three before the Suns figured out that they needed to go all shooting and go all offense to win the series because the Nuggets didn't show up for the first half of that game and then it was too late uh, and they, they obviously lose it. So now I think we're exposed to them because the series has been extended having to potentially play, you know, a game seven where Chris Paul is back uh, and then you're subject to the mercy of just Devin Booker going crazy for a given game uh, and uh, and then the dream is over. But hopefully they take care of business tonight and uh, I suspect they will. All right, every season is draft season. Get your Roto World Draft Guide bundle today and dominate your football, baseball and basketball drafts packed with profiles, rankings, projections. Order today and get all three Roto World Draft Guides for the price of two 
Plus use promo code Barry and save an extra 20% at checkout. All right, NFL awards. Uh, never too early to discuss these markets, which are going to be settled in uh, 10 months or so. Um, but let's get stuck into it. Any any singular market or bet that you've got circled, Ken? Yeah, I try to not go too all in this time of year, right, Jay, to your point. Sure. You know, I just, it feels like, uh, it feels like Mahomes just won MVP and Dable just won coach of the year and all those different markets settled, right? And Gino won comeback player. feels like that literally just happened. And, you know, it's like, what am I trying to get ahead of right now? Like if I want to, let's say you look at a market at, I mean, not really you guys, but maybe the person listening. Oh, I love that guy to win MVP or I love, okay, well, like on August 1st, is it going to be way different? And why is it going to be way different? Is something going to happen? And if that's the case, then by all means, like if you think you're going to get ahead of something happening, uh, you know, please, like a, a trade that we don't expect or some kind of off the field thing that we don't expect, sure. But this time of year, it's kind of just like, it's pretty quiet. So all I'm really looking for are what I would refer to as like insane prices on yep. things. So like extremely high prices on things that are at least possible that like kind of make sense. So I think, you know, in the MVP market, if you were trying to price in quote insane prices it would be like quarterbacks with really big upside that we have no idea whether they're good or not and they might be dreadful but they might be awesome so last year you probably would have bet Tua maybe for that reason and he ended up actually playing pretty well and they got concussed maybe you would have bet Jalen Hurts because I don't think anybody really thought he was going to win MVP like that kind of player so this year what would that be that would be like Jordan Love that would be Sam Howell uh that could be Desmond Ritter that could be like a lot of guys. I know everyone's going to like laugh at those three names. You probably would have laughed at Jalen Hurts last year, and you probably would have laughed at Tua last year, and it's the same kind of a thing. So that's that kind of pricing. And then one coach of the year bet that I put it again, just what seems to be drifting a little bit too far out to being like the longest shot on the board or the second longest shot on the board. That's like all I'm kind of looking at. Uh, I bet Ron Rivera to be the coach of the year in the NFL. Not that I think he's going to be or that he's the most likely coach to win. Um, just that there are lots of coaches that I think almost have no chance either because they won too many games last year or the quarterback will get the credit if they end up like have being pretty successful or that it's really unlikely they're turning their team around like Arizona or something, for example. Um, but Rivera coaches a team that's been around 500 for a few years, Taylor Heineke, Carson Wentz, Alex Smith. These have been their quarterbacks. And if Sam Howell is anything, anything, he is a dramatic upgrade over what they've been fielding at the quarterback position. And this is a guy who's won this award twice, who people who vote for the award love. They've sold the franchise. The owner is no longer going to be a part of it. Like there is a lot going on here where if the team pops and they don't have to, then I think he's actually alive to win. And uh, there was a 50 out there. He's still one of the longer prices on the board. Like I see on the screen right now, like 25, 30. I mean, he's alongside like Sean McDermott's not going to win coach of the year unless they go 17 and oh that's like the mm -hmm. only way that he wins the award right like yeah. you look at some of these other names how, what does nick sirianni have to like last year was his yeah. coach of the year <laughs> campaign yeah. so again if we're just putting these candidates alongside each other there's some names that will stand out more than other names for me that was rivera and just price shopping i was able to find something pretty good mm. is there a case to be made for kyle shanahan if he gets the one seed in the nfc with sam darnold under center yeah, or or Lance, like in like the, the Lance Reclamation Project, in addition to the Darnold Reclamation. I, I just, sure, uh, any any coach that coaches a team that is going to win that many games has some chance because the crazy records come into play. Like the what, what basically what Sirianni was going to do until yeah. they lost a couple games and Jalen Hurts got hurt. Like that narrative or that path is always available. The Ravens with Lamar Jackson when they won whatever, 14 games. If you're just that good, 
then your coach can win sometimes. So that's Shanahan. Um, you know, that's McDermott. If they lose one game, that's uh, that's Sirianni. Like they have some chance. It's just, again, like price it out, go, go shop. What are the Eagles to lose once this year? Or something? you see the odds of that are going to be astronomical. Yeah. Better plan. Uh, just, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So. You can, you can find other ways to capitalize. Yeah. On so yeah. Shanahan to me, yeah. Is that, and I know he's the quarterback whisperer, and maybe there's a little extra probability for something like that, but to me, that's kind of it. They just won so many games last year. Yeah, it's yeah. just that there's a disconnect between the price of Niners to win the NFC, which apparently the sure. market thinks is still very likely, and the fact that it's going to be Sam Darnold under center, which means that ultimately the, the price of the Niners being that high is because people believe that much in the coach. And if it's Darnold... If it is Darnold, like he would also fall into the category of the quarterbacks that we talked about. Sure. Like, if you knew it was going to be him, now if it's like if Purdy's going to be ready and they're going to kind of alternate or we don't know what's going to happen, then that makes things unclear. But like the if people are laughing when you're saying the name of the quarterback, but yeah. we don't actually know whether they're good or not, it probably means it's a pretty good bet, mm. actually, because nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything, but people know for sure if Jordan Love's good or not, or that Sam Howell's good. Nobody has any idea. Um, and it's definitely not priced into the market. Like it's a total guess. And we're guessing too, but we get when we're right, we get to win a lot of money. Yeah. I think uh Lamar Jackson was 70 to one to win MVP the year. Yeah, I think great Mahomes example. was 50 to one. Matt Ryan was 40 to one. So certainly guys come out of nowhere. I think you're right, Ken, with like with coach of the year, the big thing historically is that you just you need a team that is going to either win a lot of games or make a substantial improvement over the previous year who doesn't have a superstar quarterback who steals credit the way that Rogers always stole credit from LaFleur. So I think that that's why Shanahan is more live than Andy Reid, for instance, because sure. Reid is mm-hmm. never going to win with Mahomes. The bet I made in that market, the price has tanked a little bit, but I bet Matt Eberflus at 20 to 1, sure. just on the idea that the Bears are like plus 300 to win their division. And if the Bears win their division, I don't think he's plus 400 to win coach of the year. I think he's shorter than that because of all the credit that he gets in a big market. Um, just mm-hmm. to, to close out, the only big bet that I've made in across these awards is Patrick Mahomes should just never be plus 700 to an MVP. I think he should just be plus 250 every single year of his prime. I think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. And uh, I just don't think that he should ever be plus 700 until proven otherwise. So uh, that's my big bet at the moment. Ken, thank you so much for joining us, mate. It's always a blast. Can you tell people uh, where to find you and uh, anything else you want to plug? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on, guys. It's been a little bit. I feel like we'll be talking NBA awards again before we know it, too. You know, like October next year, Jay will be rolling up. Hell, <laughs> Bridge uh, is most improved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, I do think he will be the – wait, we don't have time for this. I think he will be the favorite in the market. That he would be my guess. Uh, kind of makes sense. Also, uh, Josh Giddy, I kind of have circled potentially. Oh, I like that. Like, we'll see how that goes. Uh, anyway, That's a nice for, for more spicy, kind of irrelevant NBA award takes, uh, I'm on uh, You Better You Bet is the show Nick Costos and I host, Wales – uh, on it, we got to get Jay on one of these days to talk about some stuff and, and talk about some awards for sure. Maybe we get around to through the summer to NBA again. Uh, three to seven PM Eastern. Just search "You Bet" wherever you find your podcast. You'll find the show. And then I also have a Substack that I write on less now, but more when sports start again. Uh, called the Chalkboard, and uh, a lot of cool stuff there about just like betting concepts and pricing things and futures markets and awards. Because if you've listened to us on the show, you know that that we all love awards a lot. Probably too much. Probably, especially Jay and I, and we'll like some awards too. I think. Yeah, Jay's got the answer key to the MLB awards too. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait for football. What's the uh, What's the answer key? What's the Well, he's save it for you. Better you bet when you get him. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. There, okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, some, uh, there you go. Hey, all right, Ken. Thank you so much, man. Uh, everyone, don't forget to check out NBC Sports Edge. 
for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks everyone for watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to rate and subscribe. From Jay Croucher and Drew Dinsick, thanks again to Ken Barkley. Uh, we'll see you soon. Cheers. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.